What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Planet Creative Podcast. This week, we have a trainer, marketer, business owner, pretty much does it all, uh, Richard. What's up, guys? You, uh, What's up, guys? Why don't you take it away? Tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Um, all right. So I do uh, marketing for the Danbury Sports Dome. I run my own um, training program. We call it Mad Ballers Training and Mentorship. And... Yeah, that's about it right now. You know, I, uh, I still train myself, you know, trying to stay active and and make a difference really in the community and as well as teach myself and kids things. And that's really it right now. So do you feel like you have to, obviously you can't play right now because of COVID. Yeah, it's not yeah. Sound like you can't be in a league. Do you feel like you uh, owe it to the kids and the people you're training to still keep up with your own skills in a sense? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. The The thing, the whole reason I wanted to start it was because once I graduated college, you know, I, I learned so much more about basketball, about what I should have been doing beforehand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, during um, quarantine, that's what was on my mind the most. And it was like, damn, I wish I could have learned these things earlier. I wish I could have learned these things earlier. So... I was like, why don't I, you know, take it upon myself to try to teach kids the things that I should have learned earlier, earlier at an earlier age, you know what I mean? So that's what really made me start. And now I, I keep up with my skills because then the sharper I am, the sharper I can be for them. So That's dope. That's yeah. dope to hear. So um, what really, besides being in quarantine and, you know, maybe looking back on film, thinking back on things that you didn't necessarily do correct in your in your time in basketball besides that what else made you want to you know start your own business was it the fact that the economy was shut down and you know we both had just graduated so it was a little harder to get jobs than kids who graduated before mm -hmm. us um or was it just something you always wanted to do i mean you know my dad was an entrepreneur you know he he's always he had his own i, I don't know if you know like about pagers and stuff mm -hmm. like that from way back when but he, he used to fix pagers. He had his own, like, yeah. basically a technology store before technology was technology. You know what I mean? Right, that's crazy. When CDs first came out. So, I mean, he kind of inspired me on that front. But, you know, I graduated. Like I said, we like you said, we got hit with corona. We got hit with quarantine. I started thinking about all the things I previously mentioned. And then also, it's just like, I see a lot of the, the kids around me on my team or in any sports really and on college teams that don't really know what they're going to do after you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i've always had a plan that i wanted to you know work in marketing but also have my own thing whatever that is because i know sometimes you know you're not going to find a job that you know necessarily fits everything that you want to do in your life so it's like what can i do besides my regular job that's going to make me happy and how like i'm going to make a difference in something you know what i mean so that's what kind of influenced me to start so with your dad being an entrepreneur that's actually really cool to hear and interesting because i i didn't even know that um were there any lessons that he kind of gave you or things he taught you when you were like hey i'm trying to open my own business or start my own company well not necessarily things that he taught me since they were so you know different he mm -hmm. was working in technology i'm trying to train kids but it's just that mindset growing up as you know being able to be independent and you know, start something and have the courage and to put yourself out there, even right. if you fail, even if no kids came to train with me, you know what I mean? I had that courage because of him to, to start my own thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are scared to do stuff like that. So 
that's one thing that he really helped me out with is just giving me that confidence to move forward with whatever I want to do, you yeah. know? No, no, that's that's definitely a valid point because like we were even talking about before the podcast, I had been wanting to do a podcast for three years and it was always, I didn't know what to do it about. Um, I didn't know if I wanted a co-host, so I didn't really have anyone to do it with. But the other thing was, a major thing was that I was almost scared in a sense because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if I start this podcast, you know, people are just going to be like, look at this bozo yeah, trying to start yeah. his own, you know, and I think that's something that a lot of people who start something are always um, worried about and it, and is, you know, what am I going to look like to other people for starting my own business? Well, what if this fails? What are people going to think? So it's kind of cool that you had that influence in your life that kind of already gave you that motivation to see that like it doesn't really matter what others think because you have the courage to at least try or at least start it and that's something that a lot of people don't realize is that first step is trying that's the big thing is that that's what i was going to say was starting it is because a lot of people you know they put things off or they make excuses to why they haven't already started or or what they're going to do in the future they don't like you have to start somewhere you know Mm -hmm. what i mean even if you wanted a co-host and didn't have a co-host right now you're doing it and hey who knows somebody may may come along and be like yo this is something i wanted i've always wanted to do that i've been you know putting work in on the side trying to develop an idea or something and you can find a co-host that way but it's all about you know building that foundation and starting Mm -hmm. somewhere but that's where that confidence comes in because if you don't have confidence you're not going to want to start anything yeah no that's yeah that's definitely true and i think that's been uh kind of been a theme on a lot of our episodes so far is kind of just whether it's taking a job that wasn't from your major in college whether mm-hmm. it's you didn't go to college whether it's you started your own company a lot of it is just taking that first step and really saying that you don't give a fuck about what other people think because exactly. if you cared and if anybody cared you know if elon musk or bill bill gates listened to all of the negative tweets about them they probably wouldn't be where they are. Oh, and that's every celebrity too. Like, you know, everybody's going to troll anybody. Especially everybody has nowadays. <laughs> everybody has different outlooks on everything. You know what I mean? So you're going to get opinions from everybody. Yeah. It's just, you know, how confident you are in yourself as mm. to, you know, what value you put to those comments. Yeah. And speaking of trolls, did you see, this is a complete side note from being an entrepreneur or anything like that. Did you see that shit that happened to Sway Lee? Oh, with the the guy who stole his uh, yeah, and then he went on IG live in like a Guy Fawkes like anonymous mask, like playing his music in the background. He's like, I got your, I got your whatever. Yeah, hard drive. His hard drive. Yeah, with the music. With the music. I thought you were gonna bring up uh, Kyrie. Burn, with the burning sage, sage no, that, I was showing my girl TV that this garden. morning. That shit was so funny. <laughs> that had me crying. I still don't know whether he was trying to expel bad energy from his time at the Celtics or trying to put some bad juju on the Celtics. Yeah. I don't know, but whatever it is, as long as it's helping KD. Oh yeah. You're me. a big KD oh, fan, right? Yeah. He's my guy. <laughs> so actually, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to get into then. So who were your influences growing up when it came to things like sports? Cause obviously, you know, you played college ball, you mm-hmm. played, we were just talking, you were just playing pick up in what was it switzerland sweden Sweden, and you got invited to join a three-on-three team like who were some of your influences growing up growing up really influences like one like i said was my dad he -hmm. was always the one you know telling me that i can do whatever i really put my mind to so 
he's the reason I really go out and practice and do what I do. But then also, like, KD was my favorite player when he came into the league. Before that, it was Dwayne Wade. So Dwayne Wade, I would watch Dwayne Wade all day, every day. And then KD came in, and I just, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's my One of your, what, is it your Twitter handle something? One of your social medias, isn't it Rash Money Sniper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of like a little yeah. homage to KD <laughs> yeah. through that. If no, you look, if you look on my post, uh, all my Instagram feed, you click on every single picture. It's all Easy Money Sniper. I tag them <laughs> in every picture I post. But yeah, I just like you know how he handles himself, you know, because like you said, he he deals with a lot of critics as mm -hmm. well. So it's just inspirational and motivational the yeah. way you know you see the people you look up to handle so like similar situations mm. no matter i mean i know i'm not in the league making right hundreds of millions matter. of dollars but we still go through the same yeah. type of thing you and know we can I mean? connect with those athletes on a you know that's that's one of the cool things about sports is like they do show you that at the end of the day even if this dude has you know is a foot taller than you way faster than you stronger than you like he's still a normal person he yeah, still goes yeah. through what normal people go through exactly but as somebody who was a kd fan and kind of looked at kd as um as a, like a idol or not an idol but somebody they looked up to how did you feel about his whole controversy because we're talking about trolling and negative comments on mm. the internet so how did you feel with that that golden state controversy uh see it's it's just like everybody else right now you know now everybody realizes oh basketball is a business mm -hmm. like it's been a business exactly you know what i mean lebron was moving around the league before that a lot of people were moving around the league but it's just he's so good that when he moved mm -hmm. and went with somebody else who's so good it just broke the internet you know what i mm -hmm. mean and i would take that as a compliment like because if, you know, Gerald Green went to the Warriors, nobody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, he's the worst person <laughs> in the world. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but like, it's KD. So, like, that's unfair. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no. And the fact that it, it's deemed unfair, that's a compliment. He's a, he's a, a human being just mm -hmm. like everybody else in the league. You know what I mean? So yeah, he, his move making such an impact, it just shows how great he is, you know? Definitely. No, KD is a great player for a while i didn't really agree with it or like it just because i don't know i just never liked the warriors i never yeah. like i don't know because like growing up my dad i mean i mean i ain't gonna give away his age but that man's old he grew up watching basketball when like people weren't shooting threes and shit exactly. so like for him growing up i always heard like oh man like you gotta get cut to the rim mm -hmm. all this shit like i don't want to <laughs> see these kids taking threes yep, like blah yep. blah blah so like for here. me when i saw that shit happen i was like damn now i gotta watch another person who could hit threes just shoot threes. <laughs> but like i don't know at the end of the day it's kind of like in football i hate tom brady but i respect tom brady yeah you for have his to. greatness you yeah. know what i'm saying like i'm always like man i hope tom brady loses <laughs> i hope i hope he doesn't get another ring um i've never been somebody to wish pain on somebody so i've never been like yeah, i hope never, he tears his acl no, because no. Nah, i've had knee problems yeah. through sports and that shit is horrible i don't no, wish that no. on no one but like i still respect their greatness and like i was it sucked because i did i liked kd a lot in okc mm -hmm. like i really did i really did like kd kd was always like dope to me kd and russ and when they had Harden. but yeah i mean obviously they've all evolved into their own players at this point but um I mean, besides that, like, 
what what is something you notice in training kids that you know maybe you didn't necessarily expect when you first got into it was there anything that like stood out to you as like you know whether it was having to go home and actually like write down drills and and like focus on something specific for a kid whereas you thought if you just had a whole group like it would be easy you would just run them all through the same drills like what is something that makes it different or kind of switches it up for well you? it's exactly that is you know finding something that's going to work for a whole group because every kid is different mm -hmm. so you know you don't want to put together a a drill that's too difficult that you know they're gonna watch one of the kids trying and trying and trying and you know that discourages him because you know everybody else completed it but he was struggling you know what I mean so it's just finding what works for everyone but also what's gonna get everyone better and what's mm -hmm. gonna challenge everyone so it's it is tough that that made me go back and start studying other trainers studying the game more you know watching stuff like detail the the um the show on espn that mm -hmm. kobe bryant used to do mm -hmm. but now a lot of players do it um that they analyze the game and break down tape and just basically getting deeper into the game than i would as a player and that's really what was like most difficult to me at first mm. So, so right now, like, what are the age groups or I, I don't really know how basketball works. Is it levels? Is it ages? Like as you progress, like what are yeah. the age groups you're kind of handling right now? So right now I'm working with young, young kids, like, um, eight, nine, I have a group of about eight, eight to nine year olds. And then I had a group of six or seven, um, oh, seventh wow. and eighth graders. Okay. But, um, obviously that had to, you know, break up and separate and we had to break into pods and stuff because mm -hmm. of covid but you know the thing that surprised me the most was how engaged you know the eight and nine year olds were compared to you know the seventh and eighth graders they're 12 13 years old that's another thing that i learned and wasn't expecting is that you know kids are really going through different phases in their life and you can tell you know what i mean mm -hmm. like those eight and nine year olds are just happy to be there and then you can tell with 12 and 13 year olds if they really want to be there or if they don't where their head is at you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's just trying to find stuff to keep everybody engaged and mm. i think something you know obviously i'm not a trainer but just from playing sports my whole life i think something that um you know once you get to that like 12 13 year old age um i was fortunate enough to grow up where my parents were like whatever sport you want to play you can play it we're not going to force you into any mm -hmm. sports you just tell us you want to try it and you can play it. Whereas like some parents are really like, no, you have to play this sport because I played this sport. You know, it's like yeah, they're trying yeah. to live their dreams through their kids. Mm -hmm. So I feel like 12 or 13 is where you really get to that age where you kind of start making your own choices. So like, mm -hmm. I feel like some of those kids, like you're like, you could see where their head's at. You can tell who doesn't want to be there. I feel like some of those kids, maybe they don't want to be there because like maybe basketball is not the sport exactly. for them or, or you know, something like that. Have you noticed anything with kids where well, you kind of see that? Or well, like yeah, parents I mean, like being a little too much? Because that's something I always noticed growing up too because my dad coached. So he would come home and be like, oh, these parents. Like my, the reason my dad got out of coaching was actually because of parents. And in a sport like hockey, yeah, parents right. are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like especially because the, these parents are throwing down like two Gs for just the season. Not to mention however much they're spending on their kids' equipment, travel costs, hotels, gas. Like, So they were really crazy at some times yeah, have you kind of noticed trying that to make sure they're getting their money's worth mm -hmm. with that but i mean with me i haven't really it hasn't really been with the parents 
so much, but I can tell, you know, with the kids if they want to be there or not. Like, and if basketball just isn't their main mm-hmm. sport, I had a couple of kids that, um, you know, would tell me that basketball just isn't their main sport. And those kids, you know, you just have to try to make it fun for them mm-hmm. because they're not there to, you know, train as if they're going to try to go to college for that sport or play varsity high school for that sport but they're there so you got to make it worthwhile for mm-hmm. them so i did um saq training as well what's that so, I'm, I'm um, sure like that speed is. agility and oh okay okay and so like that's something where those kids that weren't so into basketball that they could go into and you know enjoy and show their athleticism mm-hmm. without just basketball you know what yeah. i mean because that's another thing is a lot of kids don't like to play basketball because if that's not their main sport, they aren't as good in it as they should be or mm-hmm. want to be. So they get discouraged. You know what I mean? They don't think they're as athletic as the other kids. Or, but that's not always the case. It just right. depends on, you know, what your body is tailored to, what yeah. your main sport is, what you're most interested in. So just finding that happy medium is yeah. the toughest part. And it's also like interesting that you said like you had the kids come up to you and be like, ah, oh, this isn't my main sport. Yeah. Like, this isn't really what I want to be doing. And it's like, kids are so brutally honest <laughs> sometimes. But, like, I mean, the other thing is though, is I try to make it as, as like, I'm not a, you know, a strict coach. Right. You know right. I mean? Yeah. I especially to, when you're dealing with kids that age. That's why I made it into not just training, but training and mentorship because mm-hmm regardless of what these kids do i want them to be able to reach out to me and still talk to me as if you know i'm their boy right i I give them somebody to look up to you know what i mean right yeah i feel like i've seen you maybe post like a few screenshots on ig or something from kids who have texted you yeah and like that's actually dope to see like that's really cool to see that like they really take an interest in you and kind of you being like an older kid that they look up to that's something that's really really cool to see yeah because like you said like there's a lot of politics in sports nowadays so you know, when you come to a training program where, you know, not much is expected and, you know, it's a more free flow type of environment, mm-hmm. they they open up more. You know what I mean? They don't feel like pressured to be a certain way. Right. And that's what I want them to do is, you know, find what is best for them. And if it's not basketball, then this is just, you know, something for you to do to have fun, stay active, stay healthy. You know what I mean? So I just try to make sure that I'm somebody that they can approach, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that is, is there, so were you training kids at all before COVID started? No, 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 not at all. Okay. Cause I was going to, I was going to ask if, you know, if there was anything different you noticed or if there was something that you found beneficial about the whole pod thing. Well, um, the thing that's beneficial about that is that, you know, it allows me to focus on those four kids so I can keep them more engaged. I can, you know, make sure that they're having fun. But if I had a group of 12 or 16 kids, right. it's hard to, you know, make sure that, you know, Brayden or Connor or Jack is specifically having fun because I have to worry about 12 other kids too. Mm-hmm. So that's really something that I feel is beneficial as to, you know, not having those large groups and large numbers. So what are what are some things um, that you've done to kind of get the word out there for your business and, and make it as successful as it has been in the starting stages during COVID? Because obviously this is a hard time for even established it businesses is. to grow and, and gain clients. But like, 
I mean, you can see from the content on your Instagram that it's not like you only have like two or three kids there. Like you have mm-hmm. a group of kids. Yeah, yeah. So like, what did you do to kind of gain traction? So really, like they say, you know, word of mouth marketing is the most powerful source of marketing mm-hmm. that there is. It's just, you know, I started with a couple of kids, two, three kids, and then, you know, I try to be creative with them, make videos. And then really it's the parents that go back and they're like, oh, my kid has such a great time with so-and-so he's training him and then they're like oh i'm looking for my son to do something you know what i mean because especially right now there's you can't find a lot of places to go and train and go and play or go and do anything really so you know i'm i'm just trying to make it as fun as possible so that people have uh Oh, you hit it? Yeah, I hit it. Sorry, we got we got the dogs making their first appearance here on the podcast, <laughs> guys. So they've been uh, a little wild today. So what what got you into marketing? Obviously, it was your major in college. Was that the first major you chose, or were you kind of undecided until a certain event? No, no, yeah, that was the first major I chose. Um, my uncle is really the one who first got me into marketing. Um, he was working in New York for Absolute Vodka. And in my freshman year of high school, he took me and uh, I went to work for a day with him and basically just saw how it was to, you know, work in a company of that caliber and, you know, the lifestyle that they live, you know, what they do on a day-to-day basis. I went to the office, got introduced to people and, you know, went to eat a nice steak dinner, I mean lunch. So um, he's really what got me into it. And then um while i was in college he had had to move to sweden because he had gotten a promotion and um he ended up getting me an internship there and that just changed my whole outlook on everything because i enjoyed it you know so much and i i thought about you know basketball has brought me so many different places i've Mm -hmm. gone to you know spain i've gone all across the u.s a whole bunch of different states and stuff but also you know marketing can do the same thing and he was the first person that really showed me anything besides the sports Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i ended up going to do my internship in sweden with absolute and while i was there i was going and you know playing sports trying to you know, do what I do. And that was before my senior year of uh, of college as Mm -hmm. well on the court. So I went out and I was playing pickup as much as I could. And I actually got picked up to play in the, (laughs) in the Swedish three X three national tournament. So it was like televised and it was like a whole big event set up and I didn't even know what I was walking into. It was crazy. So you just thought it was like a little tournament and then yeah, you got yeah. there? Yeah, I thought he was like, yeah, you want to play in this tournament with me? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, it's like six hours away. I was like, six hours away for a tournament? I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm in a new country. Let's do new things, you know? <laughs> Um, my dad was hitting me up. He was all worried. He's like, "You don't even know these people. Like, they could be taking you to the slums and <laughs> <laughs> like kidnap you." Yeah, I'm like, "I'm Sweden, Dad. Like, I don't think there is one slum over there." But um, no, I went, and it was actually a crazy experience. I got there right, and it was on a beach on on the coast of Helsingborg, I think it's called, which it, you could see Sweden basically mm-hmm. in the distance, and. While I was there, it was during the um, the World Cup. So when I got there, there was, I want to say like 
20,000 people all on that. Like, it was like a big boardwalk, like the Jersey boardwalk, yeah, yeah, Jersey okay, Shore yeah. or whatever. Um, and there was 20,000 people watching the the World Cup on a huge screen and going crazy, going crazy. And I was like, wow, this is like different. Yeah. You know, that's energy and that's the type of environment. You don't really see that a lot here. And so I went down there and I got to play and I almost made it on TV out there. That's I was one game away. We lost in the quarterfinals. Damn. And from the semifinals on, it was on TV. But So that was a good experience. And then um, basically I finished up my thing. I was there for eight weeks. So I was out there. I did a digital marketing internship. I got to talk to, well, work on projects with the creator of Giphy. Okay. Yeah, he was um, making some stickers for drinks and stuff like that. And I got a ton of alcohol, too. So that was a, that's dope. That was a great. Did you get to bring it back? Yeah, Customers take that shit? No, no, yeah, I, I brought dope. it back. You can, I think you can bring back a certain amount before, you know, they start either taxing you or taking yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. Whatever. Um, so what did you... What were some of the projects you worked on while you were with uh, Absolute? So, like I said, there was the the one, it was a sticker. They were creating animated stickers mm-hmm. for, for a new drink that they were putting out. Um, I actually had to work with um, a couple of different creative companies trying to um, choose a creative company to work on a project. They were trying to basically make a drink for Gen Z, for millenn- millennials and like the younger demographic Mm -hmm. and so they were trying to figure out you know what type of video what type of drinks witty drinks they were they called it so what type of witty drinks that would appeal to you know the younger audience um then i also worked on um oh helping uh them release these two new bottles in the uk so there were two uh there was there were flavored vodkas but I forgot what was so different about them. I think they were the the process in which they flavored them. Mm-hmm. I think they used the real fruit and something. I don't know. But um, I helped them basically introduce that and choose the creative agency to work with for that, for those drinks. And then I helped them with a giveaway. And that was really basically what I could help with for those eight weeks. I also did a social creative analysis, which is basically going through all the social medias of competing companies and right, creating right. a mood board and um, listing their content trends and all of that. So it definitely gave me some good experience to, you know, bring over here. So what's next for you then? Is it, is it growing mad ballers? Is it getting a job in the corporate world? Is it starting your own social media company and having mad ballers? Like what's next for you? Um, Coaching. Hopefully, you know, a little bit of all three of those. I want to, you know, get a job in the corporate world, obviously, and figure out how things move and, you know, what goes on in that type of life. But also, I want to grow my own business. And basically, I want to be able to keep on making a difference while making money as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So trying to find where I'm happy in the corporate world and then making myself as happy as possible outside of that, which is making a difference, teaching kids, you know, developing skills and developing attitudes and basically just teaching kids how to not only be good at sports, but to be good student athletes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was a major driving factor for me because 
while I was in school, you know, you come across a whole bunch of people on your sports teams that don't even know really what they're doing there just to right. play sports. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I came across a lot of those people. Or kids who are like kind of almost failing out of school. Yeah, so but they're only sport. there because they're playing sports, you know? <laughs> so basically I wanted to to come up with a way that I can make a difference in that aspect as well. And, you know, I want to be, I want to have it to where, you know, I have these, these athletes basically doing um like volunteer work for me right. so you know going to westcon and having you know members of the basketball team come and teach kids basketball mm-hmm. i work with demetrius he does football training right so he's going to start doing football training with mad ballers as well right so we want to kind of grow it to be you know multi-sport multi-athlete just teaching kids how to be the best that they can be in whatever it is that they do. You know what I mean? But also stressing the importance of school. Yeah, because that's, that's something you always need. Yeah, yeah. All right, for anyone listening, that's Theo. He's growling in the background. His sister's climbing on top of him. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it happening in real time. Um, so you... That was something I wanted to ask before, but so you plan, you are training multiple sports right now. And also, like you said, speed and agility. So it's not like you're just doing basketball here. Yeah. We're going to try to find, you know, a baseball coach and those are going to be our three main sports right now, Mm -hmm. but we really wanted to, to open up and, you know, be basically, my dream is to end up having my own facility. Kind of like your own little sports. Yeah. So like being able to put on after school programs, being able to develop my own camps and my own everything really and just basically create a hub for kids to you know do what they need to do as well as get better at their sports so coming and doing homework after school studying their sport Mm -hmm. you know what i mean getting deeper into the game than they normally would if they were just playing yeah you know so i think that after school aspect is important um not only for grades but also just getting people to join mad ballers or be a part of that like mad ballers culture family because um so i have a friend in poughkeepsie back in my hometown who own his family owns a bunch of karate schools and one of the things they do is they actually pick kids up from school take them to the karate school they do homework for about an hour hour and a half then they have their training session at four or five o'clock then the parents get out of work they can come pick them up so it's like you kind of get a two for one you get an after school program that's also going to make your kids do their homework because i know when i was a kid i didn't do homework (laughs) and you also have you know you don't have to leave work to drop them off at karate you're giving your kids an opportunity to do something they enjoy so i think that like you said that like after school thing i think that's really good idea yeah i like where you're going with it i like how you're not just like a coach to these kids too Mm. i really like and i think it's a great idea that you're like a role model or a big brother. That's in a sense. that's exactly what was on my mind while I was creating it. Is I wanted to be like a a big brother slash elite training type of thing. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. I want I want kids to come and have somebody to look up to, to talk to, to confide in, you know, if need be, but also to help push them to get better at whatever it is they mm-hmm. do. I also wanted to, you know, if I ever end up getting my own spot, to do like esports to do you know just branch out and right and try to bring in kids to get better at it is like whatever they whatever do. they want you know what i mean no i love that i love that i think that's a great goal a great mission mm-hmm. and 
I, I just love what you're doing. I mean, you're doing it all. You're wearing a ton of hats. You're doing marketing. <laughs> you're training kids. You're still training yourself, yeah. making yourself a better person. You say you want to get in the corporate world. I mean, you're doing a lot, and that's that's great to see, especially in a time of COVID when, you know, some people aren't doing a lot, exactly. even though they could be. Some people are just, you know, whether it's sitting on the couch wallowing or whether it's working from home, whatever, everyone's mm -hmm. going through struggles, but you're still finding a way to do what you love, benefit other people's lives, which is where I think we kind of connect on it because I got into marketing as well for being able to help people mm -hmm. while also making money doing exactly. so. And that's something I really enjoy about uh, marketing and why I work with so, uh, small businesses for all of my marketing stuff is because like, you're helping these people. It's not like you're just working for some massive company who probably, you know, you're doing marketing stuff for them, but they're yeah. like, ah, whatever, give this kid a check. <laughs> like you're truly helping these small businesses or in your case, these kids or even the parents. Cause you know, not all parents can teach kids and not all, especially when it comes to sports. Like I know, you know, I played lacrosse. My dad never played lacrosse or held a lacrosse stick until I played lacrosse. So yeah. what the hell was he going to teach me? You know, <laughs> exactly. like, and it, it's just cool to see. And I think you're separating yourself from a lot of trainers by even trying to be like a big brother to these kids and try, you know, I, I think mm -hmm. you're really separating yourselves because I was fortunate enough to have a trainer that I could confide in, but that was only for my private sessions. When I was in the group sessions at that same facility, I didn't have a trainer to confide in. Mm -hmm. There was only that one trainer there. Whereas like, and it felt good to have someone like that. So I know from experience, that's an awesome thing. Yeah. It, it truly is. And that brings it back to like those messages that I get and that, you know, it, it makes me feel like I'm, I'm actually doing something. Mm -hmm. I, I could go and make a check, you know, at my regular job whenever, but it's about, you know, what can I do to make a difference? And that's what was on my mind a lot during, you know, quarantine. Why you see all these people going through whatever it is they're going through. It's just difficult times for everyone. So it's like, how can I make a difference and give kids something to look forward to? You know what I mean? While everything else is shut down. So that was what was really on my mind trying to start it all. And it's just starting to, you know, grow and I develop more ideas every day. And that's why I think I also got into marketing is just because of that creativity is, you know, trying to find solutions to any problem. And that's really what marketing is about, mm -hmm. is finding the, solu the solution to whatever problem a company has. And so that's also what brought me to the Dome is because, like I said, my dream is to open my own facility. So working close with them, you know, I get to see how they do stuff, how they keep their facility up and running, you know, what they do to better their facility, what they do to bring the community in to bring kids in and who they market to what their targets are like who they want you know to to be doing business with mm -hmm. so it's all basically me just trying to learn as much as i can right now no that's that's awesome and you know i know you're gonna do big things you know i've known you for for a few years now, even if it was in the dorm when we didn't know each other's names, yeah. I remember walking by, you'd always smile on your face, say, what's up, yeah. dap me up. And for a while I was like, who's this dude? He's <laughs> cool as fuck. Like, <laughs> I don't even know, but he's um, fucking dap me up, saying what's up. He's got a big smile on his face. So it's great to see you doing well. Um, you know, do you have any messages for the kids out there who may be struggling right now, whether it's with business, sports, you know, if there's something you want to give a piece of advice for them, something you want to tell them? It's just like I told you, you guys have to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Not everything is always going to be perfect for you to be able to begin taking your dreams into your own hands. But as long as you have confidence in yourself and you find a 
a solid place to start building foundation, then you can achieve whatever you really want to. Mm. That's what I would say to any kid, really. And like that, that a lot. That doesn't matter what you do, you know what I mean? It could be basketball, it could be marketing, it could be, you know, becoming a creative, video, video games, anything, <laughs> yeah. really. It's just, you know, having that confidence in yourself to start. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I was on my internship, I met this this guy named Oscar. And it was the first day I was there. They invited me out for drinks. And we didn't talk the whole time. And like the last hour, he came up and switched ends of the table, sat right in front of me. And he was like, so what's up with you? And I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, who is this guy? (laughs) But he came up and he's like, what's up with you? And I was like, nothing much. He's like, no, like, what's your story? And I was like, what's my story? I'm 21 at the time. I'm like, I don't really have a story. I'm a college student. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like. And he's and then he's like, oh, you want to hear my story? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, all right, well, you know, I'm not really supposed to be here. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean you're not supposed to be here? This is just marketing. He's like, well, I didn't graduate. Um, you know, I didn't even graduate high school. I was like, how are you working for Absolute Vodka and you didn't graduate high school? He said, I got my first marketing job because I went in and I lied. I told him that I finished college. And I was like, really? He said that six months in, they realized he was lying. He got called into the office. He was like, oh, shit, like, I'm done for, you know, like, I'm out of (laughs) here. The boss sat him down. He was like, so did you lie on your resume? He was like, yeah, I lied. He said, oh, that's funny because I lied on my first resume, too. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) I was like, no way. And really, he's now he has his own company he's uh he created his own wine he's selling pizza wine supposed to be the perfect you know um drink with pizza but um it's just crazy to see how you know he just betted on himself he said you know why not i'm just gonna go in and just sell myself and that's really what marketing is you Mm -hmm. know it's just marketing yourself marketing everything around you and just believing in yourself yeah, I I mean, that was perfect. I don't even really know what else to say with that. That was a great story. I mean, where can people find you? Where can they find your training facility on Instagram? You know, what are your handles? How can they how can they reach you? All right, so me, my my Twitter and Instagram handle is RichardR13. And then for my training stuff, it's all under Madballers Training at Madballers Training on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube soon. I'm just trying to, you know, come up with more creative ideas for kids and trying to, I'm actually trying to introduce stuff for them to have fun, like Mm -hmm. a weekly TikTok on a certain day. So every Saturday we've been making TikToks together and doing stuff like that. So yeah, I'm at Madballers Training. You can check out everything that we do there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. I enjoyed this episode. I think, you know, this was probably one of the most motivational or, you know, knowledgeable podcast we've had so far so thank you for sharing some of your stories and some of the stories of others you've met while on your internship and around the world that was yeah, awesome crazy, man. thank you for having me of course it's definitely bro. a dope experience and i'm actually happy to see you doing these type of things thank too, you bro. thank you like like we both said man take a take a bet on yourself and just go out there and do whatever you have to do mm-hmm. get it done mm-hmm. you heard him do it bet on yourself you can't lose 
So you can find us on Instagram at Planet Creative Podcast. If you're listening, you can find the video on YouTube again at Planet Creative Podcast. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.